amazing discovery. High in the branches of a tree hung a dark blue cape. It seemed to have just landed there. I wanted to get a closer look, so I jumped onto the lowest branch and started pulling myself up. Now I could see there was bright gold stars all round the sides of the cape, and just inside the collar was the number seven. This was gold too, and shone as if it had just been polished. But where had it come from? A parachute might suddenly appear on the top of a tree, but not a cape. Unless... Unless a magician had been flying through the air in such a hurry the cape had slipped off his shoulders. The wind tugged gently at it. I wouldn't have been surprised if the cape had soared off into the sky again. I climbed nearer. All at once, I could reach out and touch it. My hands began to tingle. Maybe a magician was searching for his cape at this very moment. Should I leave it where it was? But I couldn't do that. So instead, I tugged the cape off the branches and very carefully carried it back down to the ground. I felt as if I'd found treasure. I searched for a name or a label. There was none. The inside of the cape was black velvet. It felt soft and silky. It also looked brand new, as if it had come straight out of the shops. But right then, I knew my cape hadn't come from any shop. I put it round my shoulders. Immediately, a shiver ran through me, and I suddenly felt lighter too, as if I could fly all the way home. I didn't, but my feet hardly seemed to touch the ground. I raced into the kitchen, grinning all over my face. Mum and Dad and Harry were sitting round the table. We've already finished eating, said Mum, so next time you go round to Rima's... She stopped. Wherever did you get that from? I found it hanging in a tree, I replied. You've been to the woods without telling us, said Dad. He looked across at Mum, but she was still gazing at my cape. It's beautiful, she murmured. Then Harry touched it. Hands off, I muttered. It's too big for you, he said. No, it's not. It fits perfectly. And it's nothing to do with you, I added. I want one, cried Harry. It's not fair. Jamie's got a cape and I haven't. Sorry, I said, smiling. There's only one cape like this in the whole world and it belongs to me. Are you sure you found it hanging in a tree? Asked Dad. Yes, I said indignantly. Well, I don't know if you can keep it, love. Someone must be missing that said Mum. But if no one is missing it, then it's mine, I asked. We'll see, said Mum. Mum put up a notice in the post office. For a while I lived in dread of someone knocking on the door and claiming my cape. But no one ever did. Mum said it was all a bit of a mystery, but in the end she agreed I could keep it. I wore the cape everywhere, even sometimes to school. My magician's cape, as I called it. I let Rima try it on. She thought it was brilliant. She was fascinated by the number seven on the collar. Seven's supposed to be a magic number, she said. So that's a little sign your cape is very special. She and I pretended the cape could do magic. So if a teacher told us off for talking, I'd put my left thumb, I am left-handed, on the seven and whisper, I want you to turn that horrible teacher into a rhinoceros right now. 
nothing ever happened, but the idea still made Rima and me burst out laughing. Of course, I put spells on Harry. I'd get my cape to turn him into all sorts of animals, and I'd often make him invisible too. My spells might not have worked, but I enjoyed making them, and I felt different when I was wearing that cape. Bigger, stronger, more powerful. I was certain that one day my cape would do something magical. And one day, it did. 3. The Missing Cape The magic happened on Saturday the 7th of July. The day started really badly. I woke up and discovered my cape had gone. I'd put it over the chair as usual, but now it had vanished. Maybe my cape had just flown away. Anything seemed possible. I bunged on a shirt and trousers and tore downstairs.